Staying on top of developments in job search can be really challenging. You know, it's every day there's something new or some, it seems like, you know, and you're like, this is a really steep hill to climb. But um, don't hesitate to ask for help. You know, there, there, there's a lot of help out there. You know, LinkedIn is a good place to ask for help, actually. You know, you can ask for help. I see folks posting, they said, you know, that are pretty much doing things right. And um, they're somewhere in my broader LinkedIn circle. And I see somebody make a comment, you know, because they've asked for help. They said, you know, I've, I put out like 25 applications over the last month. They all seem like really good fits. I don't seem to be getting any traction. Can somebody help me out here? And, you know, people will, people will be very generous. I've seen people say, hey, you need to talk to so-and-so, you know, or, um, well, I looked at your resume and, you know, I'm, I'm not quite sure that you've hit, hit your target like you think you're hitting your target. And they'll give all, so LinkedIn is a great place. We are looking forward our way. We're in Studio C in the 511 Studios in the Brewery District, just south of downtown Columbus, Ohio. This is Brett. Many individuals are re-entering the job market or looking for new opportunities. Although there are many more jobs available than applicants, the hiring process is not easier. Today, we're going to explore one very important step in a job search process, utilizing LinkedIn and review new features on the social media platform. Hey, Brett. Hey. Good to see you today. Yes. Seems like we've not been here. It's been a minute. A minute. Yeah, a minute. Is, a minute. Yeah, so, yep. well, and it's exciting today. Our friend and local expert joining us is Sharon Hammersley. Sharon has been our guide to job seeking for many years and always willing to provide us with current information needed by so many job applicants. Some of you in our audience may know Sharon as the LinkedIn coach or the resume coach, and Sharon generously provides job searching information to Central Ohioans in many formats, including working with local nonprofits and libraries through various workshops and training programs. So let's give a great welcome to Sharon, uh, who's in our studio today. Sharon, thanks so much for joining us. I'm really happy to be here and to be able to give a little bit of advice about LinkedIn today. So yeah. we, I think it's kind of important. And I always enjoy talking to my friends, Carol and Brett, in well, any and, case. You know, it, it, the audience is in the same spot that Brett and I are in, and that is you can't keep up with social media right. and the changes on the platforms. So that's why we are so glad that you're willing to keep up with <laughs> with LinkedIn and let us know all of the, the uh, tricks of the trade. All right. Well, for convenience sake, we put together a playlist of – this is not Sharon's first uh, appearance on the podcast. So we put a collection, a uh, playlist together of Sharon's episodes about LinkedIn and, and job searching and such. So we'll put a link to that as well if you want to kind of go back – in time to listen to other episodes as well. But um, as you, you're going to hear her background a little bit in those episodes, but we also recognize this may be your first episode you've heard Sharon talk. So let's talk about your background and the services you've been providing for job seekers over the many years, Sharon. Great. Yeah. Um, so I actually know Carol from way back. Yes. Um, in one of our previous uh, Encore careers. careers yes. Yep. At Ohio State, I was an academic advisor with a focus on career development. And uh, for the past 10 plus, it's almost 12 years now, I've been working with job seekers in transition, 
looking to make a change or to re-enter the workforce. And my goal when I work with my clients is to provide each candidate with the knowledge, skills, and tools to conduct a 21st century job search. That's what I call it. And find the job that's their best fit. And as LinkedIn has become a key piece of job search, I also teach candidates how to leverage LinkedIn to enhance their visibility and connect with recruiters and jobs. And also as an extension of my LinkedIn coaching, I have been teaching professionals and small business owners strategies to find and attract their ideal clients and customers using LinkedIn. Right, great. So Sharon, we all know that change is the only constant in employment searching, and it um, definitely affects anyone who is looking for a job. Things just pop here and there and someplace else, and, and folks really need to understand the process to be successful. So what are you seeing that job seekers need to be aware of in terms of finding and applying for jobs and specifically how LinkedIn uh, impacts that process? Yes, well, LinkedIn is always adding new features, and sometimes they yank some, much to the frustration of of folks. Um, But good to keep in mind that LinkedIn is a dynamic platform, just like all social media platforms, so changes can be expected. With that in mind, um, there are several recent upgrades that I'd like to point people towards today on LinkedIn, especially people in job search, because they can be really helpful tools and you may not be aware of them. So there is now uh, available to everybody, it's called Open to Work. And if you're on LinkedIn, you may have seen people with a little green half circle around their their headshot on LinkedIn. It says Open to Work, and you're going, well, what's that? Um, open to Work is can be in two versions. One version, and you get to choose which one you want. Uh, one version is, you just tell the entire world, anyone who sees your LinkedIn profile, hey, I'm, I'm looking for a job or I'm thinking about looking for a job. That's one version. Um, and I recommend that to anybody who's actively in job search right now. The other version is open to work and only recruiters can see that. And that's very handy if you're thinking about looking for a job, but clearly, you know, you're currently employed, um, you really don't want your employer seeing that on your profile. So right, right. I, I, I think that that can be very helpful. And it does point recruiters toward you. And I'll later on in this segment, I'm going to discuss a few other avenues to get recruiters to... Um, to actually see, you know, to, to be pointed more towards your profile. You know, that's really important, Sharon, that people realize you click on open to work and your employer sees it, it could really be a problem. Yes. So be very, very careful. It's a great tool, yeah. but understand how to use that tool. Yes, exactly. So um, there's also now a skills match. There's always been a skills section on LinkedIn where you kind of said, well, I have this skill and that skill and the other skill. And it's been a separate section and it's kind of been buried at the bottom. Well, fortunately, LinkedIn has brought that right up to the top because you can add skills in your about section where you write, you know, what it is, who you are, what you're looking for, and you can actually add skills to that. And you can also add 
up to five skills for each of the positions that you list. So um, that makes that makes the skill section much more visible and much more powerful because if you think of it, if a recruiter is looking for somebody with a skill set and they type that into LinkedIn and you have that skill set, that's going to that's going to pop you probably higher in their search results, the results that they're returning. So does that mean that, say, your a job you had five years ago were included a particular set of skills, but the job you have now have a different set of skills? So now all of those skills are available and sort of equal yes, to a recruiter. Good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, and that can be really helpful if you're – uh, seeking to change direction a bit, you want to go back to what you were doing before, that can also be really helpful. So, um, and also, when you look at a job posting on LinkedIn and you have your, your skills listed, um, LinkedIn will sometimes helpfully, and I think sometimes not, say, okay, so you match ten of the, or seven of the 10 skills that the job poster has put out for this. And, and that's actually a pretty good match and an indication, yes, this is probably a job you should actually be applying for. So that skills section has really been boosted recently, and I think that's really helpful to job seekers. Um, another um, area that's actually gotten a little more useful, um, it's always been there. If, if you search for jobs, it will ask you, do you want to put this on a job alert thing? You know, you say, I'm looking for this, this, and this. It's always been there, but in the past, um, I haven't found that to be that helpful. But now it seems to be much more helpful. And and LinkedIn is actually pushing jobs toward you that may be good matches and you want to consider applying for. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's another really helpful. I'm, can I ask you a question about, sure. about job alerts? And, and maybe I'm jumping the gun here when you you have to tell it you want those job alerts yes is are there things that you can filter so say for instance some of our audience are 50 and over and they're really only looking for part-time sure can you put okay so that would be good yeah because right now i get all kinds of jobs but you know they're usually full-time at pretty high levels in an organization, which I wouldn't be interested in doing anymore. Yeah. So I can go back and filter those out. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. Part-time, remote, um, you know, all, right. of, all of those, you know, certain types of things you could probably even specify, mostly interested in nonprofits if you really wanted that, you mm-hmm. know, or, or you know, for-profits, certain industries. So yeah, it's, it's a more robust tool than it used to be. Great. So Great. that's okay. really good. Thank you. Now, another new feature that's just been rolled out, I think, over probably the past year or so, is um, signaling interest that you want to work for a particular company. Now, not all – first of all, uh, I hope people understand that LinkedIn has a lot of company pages. That is, it's not just individual members. Companies put out – have their own company page, and pretty much – all, all of the heavy hitters have a company page. And most of them, I think, have taken to this feature now. So um, you, you as a job seeker need to filter your, your search a bit by, okay, so what companies am I really interested in working for? Uh, look to see if they have a company page on LinkedIn. Most of them will. 
And then there's a new feature, which is kind of hard to describe here when we're just talking about it, that says interest, you know, express my interest in this company. So you can actually say, hey, I really want to work for this company. And I'm not sure exactly what that does for the recruiters, but, you know, as they're filtering folks and they see people say, hey, yes, I'm raising my hand, I want to work for this company, I would hope that that would engender some more interest on their part because they're they're obviously looking for people that are a good match for their company. And if you're if you're telling them, hey, I've already researched your company, I think I'm a good match, just sort of generally culture, type of work, all of that. Um, I would say that that's an additional incentive for that recruiter to actually reach out to you then if if they have a job that's you could always say you were interested in following the company, yeah. But this goes a lot deeper. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's I mean, kind of, it's kind of like in the old days, you go to a business and drop off your resume because you were interested in working for that right. company. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is a virtual version of dropping off your resume. Right. Very yeah. good. So, I mean, I guess you could put it in that mindset. Well, yeah. and it and it really sort of is electronically um, adapting your job search, so yeah. you're not just sending out resumes for jobs that are posted, yeah. but you're letting the company know they are a target of your search. Yes, Very exactly. Cool. Well, can usurp that. Um, not all open positions are open to the public. Yeah, right? exactly. Knowledge. Knowledge, yeah. Mm-hmm. That a lot of it is that you got to know somebody who knows somebody. Yeah. And triggering that could yeah. open up the doorway going, they never even advertised that they had a job opening, but yeah. they showed an interest yeah. in that company. It's like, well, let's talk to them. Yeah, let's talk and let's see. Yeah. yeah. Very so, cool. So yeah. That, that's, cool. that's a neat new feature. Yeah. Now, another uh, item that is fairly new is um, when you apply for, for a job through LinkedIn and you upload your resume and it goes to a particular recruiter, but now there's a feature um, that says, and I again, this is kind of hard to describe. Just, but uh, you'll you'll see a little pop up box that says, "Share this resume with all recruiters," and you can say yes to that because then it will get blasted out to a lot of other recruiters as well. Now, you might want to exercise a bit of caution here if you have a fairly narrow job search target, because what you might get is then a whole bunch of people in your inbox going, hey, I saw your resume, can we talk? And you're looking at, at it going, well, I don't know who you are and what your company is. So I would I would exercise a bit of caution, but especially in the early stages of your job search, I think that that may actually be a valuable extra little step that you can take to get your name and your resume mm-hmm. in front of a lot of folks. And then you can always weed down, you know. You know, this is this is a little scary too because what you're doing is basically networking. But as opposed to networking with people, you're networking with bots on somebody's website. Yeah. So, True. so you again, yeah, you have to you have to be careful because you could get you know just slammed with a lot of messages. Yeah. But, yeah right. But it, it's a great way to get into. Get to the get to the recruiter, yeah. And for years, we've all said it's really difficult to actually get to a recruiter. So yeah, this is good. exactly, yeah. So, and then finally, and and this is I find this really neat. When you apply to a particular job, 
uh, that you've been recommended for through, you know, your your job alert. It says, this is a job we recommend you apply for. Um, If you apply for that job and it's really a good fit and you're pretty excited and you really want to um, um, apply for that job, you're really interested in talking to them, you can mark that job, that application is, this is, this is a top choice for me in terms of applications. So there's that new feature. It's actually called top choice. And uh, once you mark that as a top choice, uh, my understanding is that you then go pretty high up in the recruiter's crew, queue of people who have applied for that job because obviously they're going to want to talk to you if this is something that you're really interested in. Mm-hmm. So I don't know exactly how that's working because I haven't had anybody actually do it yet. And obviously I can't do it because, you know, I, I get somebody really mad probably. Yeah. Let's, let's not make the employers too a little crazy about it. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, um, and um, so you can do up to three top choices a month. That's that's the limit on it. So you can't be going out there randomly going top choice, top choice, top right, choice. Right. So this is part, again, and this is something I emphasize repeatedly with every client and job seeker I meet. Um, it's really, really important for you to have an actual job search strategy, have a list of companies you want to work for, have a good list of the type of jobs you want and why you're qualified for them. So this is this is part of a really targeted and strategic job search strategy. I still see so many people out there just kind of throwing resumes, you know, mm-hmm. at the internet like, you know, like Jello. Hopefully, hopefully it sticks to the wall, mm-hmm. and 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 that's just really frustrating because. It's, it's so likely that you're not going to get any sort of response at all. Whereas if you use any or all of these tools, they can be a real advantage to you in terms of the job search because you know what you're looking for. You know where you're looking for it. Now all you really need to do is get connected with those folks in the companies that are going to do the hiring or at least, you know, do the screening, the recruiters. And so that that's why it's so it's very important before you jump in and use any of these tools, even the open to work tool, I would say, that very basic one, you really do want to have a job search strategy right. in place. Mm-hmm. So you know, it used to be way back in the olden days before LinkedIn, clients would do that scatter shot approach and just send out resumes. You know, and it was sort of a badge of courage that they could send out a hundred resumes a month. Well, it doesn't get you anywhere, yeah. and it's not easier than trying to come up with a strategy. So LinkedIn makes both ways easier: the scattergun approach or a strategically based job search. Yes. So make it easier on yourself, but realize your level of success is going to be a lot better with a with a a thoughtful process as opposed to just sending it to send. Yeah. Right. Well, it sounds as though the six things that you mentioned here are actually giving the power back to the normal, regular LinkedIn user yes. versus the recruiter. Yeah. I don't think it's taking away any powers from recruiters. Oh, but no. It's, it's, it, I, it certainly alleviates from what I remember Carol talking about, people just really kind of complaining about LinkedIn. It's like, okay, great. I can look at companies. I can try to connect, but I just feel like I'm looking through a window yeah. that I can't reach through, yeah. or these are actually some powerful tools for regular 
Joe and Jane yeah, job seeker. Yeah, yeah. It good really point. is. Very I, good I love point, that. Right? I mean, that's, yeah. they, those are really cool upgrades. I yeah. love them. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it, you can use these new tools, and that's great. But um, and we probably need to step back and really review of what some basics on LinkedIn need to be accomplished for that job seeker. Um, if you don't have the basics, these things really don't matter. No, they don't matter that much. You know, um, you um, there are people who are on LinkedIn, and I hear complaints all the time. Well, I'm on LinkedIn. Why? Why am I not being found? And I say to them, Well, well, you know, we have all these nice tools, but the number one item that you need to have on LinkedIn is a complete profile. Um, so many people just kind of throw some stuff out there. They sign up for LinkedIn. They throw on a couple of jobs. Um, they they put three sentences in their about section. You know, like I want a job. Please give me a job. Oh no, that doesn't work real right, well. Right. So so um, so uh, I can't go into detail here about what a complete profile because that's its that's its own little segment. I think I did one in the past, so mm-hmm. I would yeah. recommend that you. I think listening to any of the previous episodes, you're going to get a good picture of. Right. Yeah. You need to do this. You need you to do, do this. that. Well, yeah. and, and LinkedIn tells you if you don't have an updated right. profile. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, so yeah, um, just just make sure that your profile is complete. Mm-hmm. You know that you have a good, solid, basic profile. Um, number two is to update your recommendations. If your last recommendation is from 2016, <laughs> it's probably a little out of date. I would reach out to a couple of people and just ask if they could write, you know, from from your current job or your most recent job um, and ask them if they would be willing to write a profile for you. And um, as LinkedIn really flourishes on reciprocity. So if you're asking somebody to write a recommendation for you, please write a recommendation for them too. You know? mm-hmm. And and you can give people little prompts because people are pretty tongue-tied when you ask them to write a recommendation. So give them a couple of prompts about that project you worked on or that sales goal that you met or whatever it is. You know, uh, Just give them a couple of prompts and and usually people can can write you a pretty good recommendation then. And and think kind of think outside the box as to who you're asking for recommendations. Yes. So you can't go back to your current employer to do recommendations without maybe triggering triggering their notion of oh they, this person may be looking. So think of your colleagues or other supervisors in other areas or um, it could be you did a project in a local church or nonprofit or something get get those folks. So Yeah, right. Or maybe one of your clients too because sure. yeah. Sure. If 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 you've a did, vendor, a, a vendor, vendor you work yeah, with. Yeah, sure. a vendor you work with, any of those folks could be potentially good recommendations. And number three, and um, make sure that you are actually active on LinkedIn and um, that that you interact with your feed you know, a couple of times a week at least. And don't just make one-word um, comments on folks. You know, just say, um, give a thoughtful response that actually adds to the conversation. I think some people are somewhat hesitant to do that. And sometimes somebody will post something and generally, you know, you want to give a positive um, response to that. But you could also give a response that says, this sounds good, and I have a question, you know. You know, it. 
sometimes if you aren't using LinkedIn yeah. enough, you start seeing the same people over and over and over. Yeah. I had an instance a couple of weeks ago to contact one of my former students who graduated years ago, and I reached out to her with a question about her company for someone else. Yeah. And suddenly now I'm seeing her posts. Yes. So it, it's that same notion of if you engage with people, cool. if you're out there, you're going to see more than just ads on your LinkedIn feed. Exactly. Yeah. And and you're actually helping, again, this is the reciprocity part of LinkedIn. You're actually helping them as well with whatever, you know, first of mm-hmm. all, with your comment and then just making them more visible on LinkedIn because, you know, in in essence, and I I think maybe we've learned this lesson, but I'm not so sure. In essence, if you are in the workforce today, um, you may have a job tomorrow or you may not. And so, you you know, just, just being engaged on LinkedIn, I think, is a big help for everybody. So, and then there are a couple of things to avoid. And actually, I'm going to put a third bullet point on there because it popped in my head. and I think it's really important. Um, um, number one is your the resume that you send should align pretty closely to your LinkedIn profile. Uh, I was working with a client recently, and there was something on their resume that was nowhere to be found on their LinkedIn profile. I'm going, um, you know, um, is there a reason this isn't on your LinkedIn profile? And they're like, oh, no, no, I just forgot to put it there. So, yeah, you don't want to put any questions. If a recruiter's coming and reviewing, has gotten your resume through your application, they're coming back, they're reviewing your LinkedIn profile, and things just don't seem to line up. That's probably not going to keep you in at the top of your pile. So, well, And it actually could keep you from being in the pile if it's something that recruiter specifically needs to see yeah. in an application. Yeah, exactly. So, And um, another thing, and this goes back to, you know, what's, in, what's on your profile. Um, the number one prime real estate on your profile when you're in job search is your headline. And for so many folks I see, it's their current or most, pre- you know, most recent previous job. So take some time, really take some time, and think about what it is you want to tell a recruiter coming to your profile about why they should be interested in looking at the rest of your profile. So um, tell them, you know, you can put your desired position or title, and then you want to have a tagline that says, I help people or generating sales or ensuring that your projects get done on time and under budget or whatever it is. but get so, them. so if you think in terms of, because I think this is hard to do. Yeah. You know, Sharon, um, audience, believe me, my LinkedIn profile is not up to date because I've had the same headline for a couple of years now and Sharon keeps telling me I have to update it, but I kind of exactly. like it. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, so really then there's two questions yeah. to ask yourself when you're writing your headline. Yeah. What do I want to do uh-huh. and what value can I give to an employer? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, right. And I just thought of a third one and – um, this is just more of a general statement and a caution. Uh, I've seen a lot of discussion recently in some of my career coaching groups about people who've gotten snagged up in various employment scams. And um, so all I will say, you know, just sort of very basically, if something doesn't look right, um, you know, you just say no, you know, 
you, I, I know when you're looking for a job and maybe you've been looking for a couple of months and things don't seem to be moving forward and somebody comes and says, hey, I've got this wonderful job for you. So you put in your application and then they want, you know, well, um, to, to get this job, you have to pay $500 for the training mm-hmm. or all kinds of stuff like that. And it's, <laughs> it's buy supplies. It's buys, or, yeah, right. Yeah. Anything like that. And I want you to be really, um, really cautious about doing anything like that. And, you know, and even, you know, if you see something that looks like a scam, you can report it to LinkedIn. And I would, I would say, I think, you know, this, this company or this recruiter is not on the up and up, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and LinkedIn sometimes will do something about it. Not always, but. And there are local resources that somebody can use if they think that they're getting scammed. Oh, sure. They they can contact the local Better Business Bureau or local Chamber of Commerce. They're going to have heard the um, complaints ahead of time. Your state attorney general's office or even your county. Your your county office. Right, right. The local prosecutors. So uh, be careful. Somebody wants your Social security number, number before you have been hired. Yeah. Um, they don't need your social security number at, at the first. Yeah. You know, yes, when you get your benefits, that may come into play, but not up, not up front. So yeah. think in terms of um, critical identifying information about you and, you yeah. know, how you're going to send that out. Also, go to the company's main website yes make sure that website is really there and that job is actually posted exactly yeah that that's all that's all just it's just common sense and it it's sad that people get scammed so much you know it's it's a big thing you know you hear about scams just about for everybody you know right right well and um so listeners we will have some of those tips added into our list of resources um on scams and we're actually going to be doing a podcast on scams here soon okay that's great so So, okay, Sharon, we're ready for the next question after I've asked, I've bombarded you with all these little side ideas here. Um, but once you have those basics in place, your profile's up to date, what are the additional actions that you should be taking to increase your visibility and reach on LinkedIn? So, yeah, um, as I mentioned before, you know, active participation is key. And there are a couple uh, of other steps that you can take to increase your reach and your visibility on LinkedIn. Um, make it a point to touch base with some of your connections. Some people may not know. You can actually download a, a list of all of your LinkedIn connections. Um, there are instructions. If you go to LinkedIn Help, it's pretty clear how to do that. That's not, a, that's not a big task to do, and LinkedIn is pretty clear on how to do that. Um, if you haven't checked that for a while, you may be surprised who's actually on that list, and you're like, Oh yeah, and you may um, you may be a little hesitant to reach out to some folks, but sometimes it's just good to say, "Hey, I haven't talked to you in three years." You know, I'm just reaching out, seeing how you're doing. We've had this big upheaval in all of our lives. Just like to touch base. You know, can we hop on a phone call or a Zoom call for 15 minutes? And if you do that regularly, um, with you know maybe just one or two people a week, maybe four or five a month, that's four or five people you've actually re-engaged in your network. 
And, you know, again, you want to be strategic. You're not just calling these folks to be nice, although that's certainly part of it, you know. But, you know, you're calling them to have a conversation about, hey, how have you been? Um, Here's what's up with me. How can I help you? All of that kind of thing. And you can do that easily in a 15 to 30-minute call, you know. And I I love that idea of uh, downloading your list of contacts because there actually have been a few folks who have reached out to me that I was surprised we weren't already connected. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, and that leads toward what you just talked about, too, is part of that job search strategy. Yeah. So all these little pieces that maybe feel like they're moving all over the place, but if you're giving yourself some grace to contact people you haven't talked to in two or three years, you never know where that's going to lead. But what what have you lost other than just another human connection? Yeah, right. And reconnecting with someone that you haven't talked to for a while. So what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good thing because we always, you know, you hear out in the news nowadays, loneliness is our biggest problem. Well, don't be lonely, connect. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, and it, and I, I love that thing that you also said was this is for the good of both parties. Yeah. Um, and LinkedIn is just like networking. It's reciprocal. Yeah. You're closing right. the loops, keep closing the loops. Um, and you're not just connecting with them to tell them you're looking for a job. You're connecting with them because they are an important part of your career path. Yeah, exactly. So, And then the last item I recommend, and, and I've talked about this in previous podcasts on LinkedIn, um, remember that there are literally probably hundreds of thousands of groups on LinkedIn, but there are a couple that you really can use to your advantage First of all, um, your college or university alumni group, and you know there there are usually multiple groups for any college or university that you've attended. Now, some of them have requirements that you have to pay your alumni dues. Some of them are just kind of open source. All you have to have is that college or university listed under education in in your profile, and you can join that group. So those are really good. And then you have this huge resource. Hey, f- I'm a fellow alum. Anybody have any recommendations for looking for jobs in Chicago? You know, right. somebody in Chicago will chime in. Well, I'm in Chicago and I work for, and there you go. Right. So that's, that's, a, that's a great resource. The other resources are, um, in terms of groups, um, are... Companies, many big companies have alumni associations, people who actually worked at those companies in the past. And, you know, you can say, well, maybe they're all kind of grumpy about not working there, but that's not necessarily the case, you know. Um, So I would investigate some of those groups and just see what's out there. And maybe companies that you worked for for in the past, and, you know, you might want to reconnect with some of those folks. And then finally, and I think this is really critical too, what is your industry and what groups are part of your industry? So for instance, um, my, my basic um, industry, if you want to say that, is um, learning, talent development, um, instructional design, all of those things. So my groups are the local and national chapters of the Association for Talent Development. I also look at the Society for Human Resources groups and am a member of a couple of those. So just think, what are your groups? Because those are the folks who are already working, for the most part, in your industry. Sometimes they'll post jobs, you know, in that group that you can look. And you can 
easily there, I think, and and without you know being too too overly cautious, can say, hey, I'm thinking about my next step career-wise, looking for advice from anybody who's currently doing this, um, looking to make connections in this company because I think that might be a good place to work. You can ask all kinds of questions in those groups, and usually you'll get a pretty good response. So, And to find those groups, it's really just putting uh, key words into the search function. function. Yeah, and, and selecting groups. And, and select groups, yeah, right. right. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, it, there's a difference between a group that has 50 members and a group that has 5,000. Right. Yeah, so, you know, if the group has 50 members, they may not have a whole lot of traction. But those big groups, if, if you're eligible to join, um, you don't have to join all of them. Again, this is part of your job search strategy. You, you can join groups that are really industry-specific to your industry and get a lot of good advice and referrals and probably even some ideas for jobs. I know our local uh, Central Ohio ATD, Association for Talent Development chapter, regularly posts um, learning development jobs and instructional design jobs in the Columbus area. I see those, you know, probably one or two a month that people are looking, and if you're a member of that group, they already know who you are. Right. And mm-hmm. that that's a real in to a... And so then the the other part of that is, as you mentioned, say you live in Columbus, you're looking for a job in Chicago. Yeah. You find the companion groups there. Yeah. Start trying to make connections there. Local chambers of commerce. commerce yeah. In those, in either in your hometown or where it is you'd like to move to, um, and professional associations. Yes, right. If you're really looking at staying in the same industry the, yeah. type of position you have, you probably belong to a professional association. Make sure you're connected in their LinkedIn, and then if they have local chapters, yeah. pages it, to do that. Yeah, exactly. So that's all really helpful. So, yeah. so. Well, related to changes on LinkedIn and social media, uh, we can't go you know, a day without talking about the buzz of the developments around AI like ChatGTP um, and similar apps too. Um, what have you seen about how this might affect job search in general and LinkedIn in particular? Yes, well, I'm learning on a pretty steep learning curve just like everybody else in this regard. Um, what I do know is that LinkedIn is in the process of rolling out some AI-assisted communication tools, such as drafting a message to a recruiter who's posted a job. And currently, this feature is only um, available on LinkedIn to paid subscribers, but I'm imagining at some point they may roll that out to other folks as well. And LinkedIn already uses AI tools to support job searching based on feedback from a generated search. So if you if if you get job recommendations, you know, you've set up your job search um, alerts and you get recommendations like, why is LinkedIn doing this? You can tell LinkedIn right now, nope, this is this is just mm-hmm. not working. This is not a good thing. So um, that's, uh, this allows the algorithm to further refine and only really send you jobs that are really a good fit for you. Um, so, and I, I do have a word of caution because I've been, you know, really trying to pay attention to this as much as I can because I know it is going to impact how we work and how we apply for jobs and everything. So uh, what I've seen so far about chat GPT and similar 
applications. Microsoft Bing has an application that's similar. Um, they can be really helpful for research and idea generation and um, using them. But on the other hand, if you're using them to generate actual content like write me a resume or something like that, and you put parts of your, res your current resume into that database, that becomes part of the database. And you've lost every shred of privacy that you have because anybody else can use it. Even if it's not really identifiable material, now somebody else has access to it and they can just pick it right up and use it. You right. know, so. You're writing everybody else's resume is basically what's happening. Yeah, right. And, and, and I find this really interesting because for quite a while on LinkedIn, um, there was a, a um, box that you could check or uncheck that said, um, um, you can use my profile in um, Microsoft Word Resume Writer. They took that out, and I was, like, really happy. But now we have a version of that back if you're not careful. Right. You really do have to be careful. So. You know, and, too, I, I absolutely be careful because you do not want your material information and what you've worked to do on your resume, on everybody else's resume. But the other part of that, too, is if you're asking the AI, AI bot to help you write your resume, yeah. realize that when you go into an interview with an employer and they start asking you questions, you can't look at them and say, oh, well, I didn't write that. You know, uh -huh. GPT did. Well, <laughs> that's not going to help. Yeah, that's going right. to make a, a, an unsuccessful interview. You want to be able to... Um, understand what's in your resume because you've written it, you know what it means, and you can defend it. Yes, exactly. And um, I, I've seen many comments about how ChatGPT and the bots ha uh, have what they call MSO, make stuff up syndrome. <laughs> so really, you, you don't want to. I mean, I think it's, I think it is really good tool to, for research. You, you can ask um, uh, chat GPT to um, generate some interview questions for you based off of a job search. That That's a good thing. Although I think they're still kind of in the rote phase, but I think they'll get better at that too. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you just have to be really cautious about what you put out there. Uh, that's your content. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So, Great. So, mm. yeah. Okay. So, Sharon, um, we've gone through all of these major bits and pieces of what's going on on LinkedIn. And we always ask our our guests for any last words of advice. Yes. Always happy to give last words of advice here. <laughs> so um, staying on top of developments in job search can be really challenging. You know, it's every day there's something new or some, it seems like, you know, and you're like, this is really steep hill to climb. But um, don't hesitate to ask for help. You know, there, there, there's a lot of help out there. You know, LinkedIn is a good place to ask for help, actually. Mm -hmm. You know, you can ask for help. I see folks posting, said, you know, that are pretty much doing things right, and um, they're somewhere in my broader LinkedIn circle, and I see somebody make a comment, you know, because they've asked for help. They say, you know, I've, I've put out like 25 applications over the last month. They all seem like really good fits. I don't seem to be getting any traction. Can somebody help me out here? And, you know, people will, people will be very generous. I've seen people say, hey, you need to talk to so-and-so, you know, or, um, well, I looked at your resume and, you know, I'm, I'm not quite sure that you've hit 
hit your target like you think you're hitting your target. And they'll give all. So LinkedIn is a great place. And um, people like me give at least limited amounts of free, completely free advice. Mm -hmm. So um, I think we put a, do we put my um, uh, we'll LinkedIn? Have your contact, yeah, we'll have your contact, contact information, information out sure, there. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm always happy to give people a limited amount of free advice. That's just paying it forward. So, and again, the more active you are on LinkedIn, the more visible you are. And finding a job is just really hard. We all know that. And uh, But using the tools that are available to you on LinkedIn in a strategic fashion will help you move forward to find that next right. opportunity. Right. So. And also, just to add in, there are a lot of places to go to get help, yep. um, both free and for a cost. And we'll have those on our resources sheet. Um, one other thing that we really didn't talk about in LinkedIn um, this is a, a peripheral issue, but the LinkedIn learning yeah. session, you know, if you're looking at trying to update a few skills that you know you need to to really hammer into that uh, yeah. resume, LinkedIn's the per LinkedIn learning is the perfect place. And if you're in Columbus, you can do that for free, free. through the Columbus Library. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Super. Well, thanks again, Sharon, our LinkedIn coach and local expert assisting job seekers throughout central ohio listeners thank you for joining us don't forget to check out our show notes um, in the podcast as well as on the website for contact information as we mentioned we'll have a list of resources that we talked about today and you can find all of this at lookingforwardourway.com we are looking forward to hearing your feedback on this and any of our podcast episodes